0: i'm charlie rossiter and this is poetry spoken here we continue with our special project the open mic of the air if you've been missing open mics where you live due to the worldwide pandemic this is an opportunity to share your work and hear voices from around the world if you want to submit a poem you can send a recording five minutes or less to OpenMicofTheAir at gmail.com. You can find full submission guidelines on our website, poetryspokenhere.com. Before we start, let me say what I always say at live open mics. You can rant, you can chant, you can shout. Get it out, get it down, get it off, off your chest, off the page. Share your mission, share your glory, share your vision, tell your story. Take a moment in the sun. The mic is open. And the first poet up to take advantage of our open mic is Stephanie Kendrick from Albany, Ohio, down in Athens County. It's down there near Ohio University in the southeast corner. She asks that we give credit to the online journal Sheila Nagig for publishing this piece.
1: Baptism. If you think I'm going to bend backwards... Head first in the shallow end of the Ohio River, you have rocks for brains. Those other kids lined up to be preyed on, pastor sweatin', tears drip from his pores, turn to steam before cuttin' the surface. Tension punctuates our stories, catfish big as cars swallow men whole, Bobby Joe gettin' hickeys on the Russell Bridge, Not making it home that night. Every damn time I have water to my knees, I am swimming away from boys who want to dunk me under, see me drown, and still come back for air. No thank you, preacher man. Acid draining from the holes in your face. Soap through your Sunday suit, I see the stains. And there's not enough sludge in this whole damn river.
0: To wash us clean. I love starting off with a poem like that. That lets us in on a slice of life that we might never experience in person. And I think Stephanie has certainly done that. Now we're going out to the northwest corner of the United States to Portland, Oregon for Leanne Grable. You can visit her website, leannegrable.com to learn about her wide variety of creative activities. She calls the poem you're about to hear, An Earth Day, Doomsday, Diddy.
2: Peep, An Earth Day, Doomsday, Diddy, by Leanne Grable. It was Earth Day a couple weeks ago, and of course it's spring, and little chickies, all plump and butter yellow, all fuzzy and cozy and light as a puppy's breath, are peeping, peep-peeping. It was Earth Day a couple weeks ago, and it's spring, and little birdies as fuzzy as cartoon lammies are cheeping, cheep-cheeping. It's spring, and there's a global pandemic going on, a viral virus, and lots of bodies are heaping, and all the signals are beeping, and we're not sleeping, we're weeping, and we're creeping in shame, and we're steeping in fear. It takes our breath away, virus or not. And nobody knows how to make the virus go away. And nobody knows when it's leaving or what it will look like tomorrow. But it's spring. And it was Earth Day a couple weeks ago, although everything was canceled. Global pandemic. Yes, Earth Day was one of the first things to go. I mean, small big men have bigger fish to fry. No time to worry about where to put the fry grease. Oh, it's spring, and there are tulips like the Queen of England's teacups. They are renowned for crimson tones. And there's that orange man, still screaming and lying. His mouth is so ugly and mean. His teeth are too numerous and so ugly and mean. I've even seen mountains blush at his crassness. They cover their faces. Do you hear what I'm saying? Even mountains are shamed by his crassness. But the mountains stay chill. I mean, they know they can sit on him anytime they want. It could happen anytime. Hashtag sad. And the mountains will sit down with flair. They'll have science hypotheses woven into their hair. Oh, it's spring and cartoon lammies are bawing. And humans are jawing and pawing and cawing and sawing down trees by the millions. But it's spring and there are billions, yes, billions, yes, billions of birds in the air and millions of flowers. It's glorious spring, yes, but all but the selfish have noticed about the balance. I mean, there is no balance. We're reeling, you reeling, I'm reeling and melting and pelting and burning. I see a chaos of wreckage. Oh, it's spring, and there are butterflies, such gorgeous butterflies. They are floating around in their fabulous, skin-tight ensembles. They make the irises look like bumblers. They turn the hummingbirds into audience. They teach magnolia trees a new humility. And yet the bodies are going down like they're dead, as if they're dead. I think they're dead. Yes, they're dead. Like it's a brand-new human trait or something. Most of the bodies are brown. Yes, brown. Yes, the bodies are brown. Damn, you have to admit it. It's spring and I am trying just as hard as I can at emulation to shimmy softly like a hushed breeze among the scarlet crocosmia to tinkle and twinkle like bells in the navels of angels, such courageous angels. Oh, it's spring and the bees always dandies are wearing sable and buzzing ballads with minor scale harmonies. Precocious daffodils wear curly collars and big hats. Oh, don't you love a parade? Not really, but look at those peonies twirling and whirling in huge pale pink tutus. Look how their arcing curves with such bounty and precision. I'm crying. Are you crying? And last week there was a full moon, the color of sassy lipstick, and there's a global pandemic. I'm afraid to touch my body for fear of infection, afraid to touch my children, their children. I'm afraid to touch our apples, our envelopes, our eggs. I lie in bed and fight off fear. He tries to sock me. He socks me. He pounds my pillow. He makes my head bounce. I see these white men in dark suits with flag pins. They are plodding and trotting over earth with such a warped sense of ownership. Why are they doing that? Why are they lying? How greedy can they be? How stupid do they think we are? I see reams of dark yardage. I need chickies. Where's those chickies? I need peeping. And then last Tuesday I replanted this old shrub. The pathetic thing was barely hanging on for dear life. It had been dying forever, but not quite. Now it has risen back to life. It's way in the back of the yard where there's nothing but a scabby brick wall and a fern so tough one could hang a family of fascists. Suddenly there's a burst of yellow daisies, bright as that fancy-ass daffodil, round as the sun. Maybe it's Jesus. No offense. Or one of his friends.
0: There you go. An Earth Day, Doomsday, Ditty. Next up, back over on the East Coast, Laurie DeRocher from Westfield, Massachusetts. Her latest book is Keeping Planes in the Air, published in 2020 by Salmon Press, which is a wonderful press. She teaches at Lesley University in the MFA program, and she edits two different literary journals, the Naugatuck River Review, a journal of narrative poetry, and WordPeace.co, an online journal dedicated to social justice. Laurie also puts out a newsletter which informs people in the region, Western Mass and around that area, of uh, poetry happenings of any kind. In normal times, that's where we'd find out where the open mics are being held.
3: Hi, my name is Laurie DeRosiers. I live in Westfield, Massachusetts. I'm going to read my poem about the body from my new book, Keeping Planes in the Air, from Salmon Poetry. About the body. How the house we carry with us changes. What it feels like to see the face age. How the breasts fall. How pain becomes a given. How the skin was once unblemished and smooth like the curve of earth or sunbeams bent by trees. It is also about caves, the ones we dig to hide secrets. A wish to get beyond mirrors. How my mother is shrinking. She says she'll end up a puddle in the kitchen no one will recognize. This poem is about emerging about finding beauty in imperfection, how skin stretches to accommodate bones, their restless march towards death.
0: Now back to the upper Midwest, and we've got Rusty Russell in Madison, Wisconsin, the home of the University of Wisconsin. Rusty does a lot of interesting work. He's got a great voice for poetry. He's done radio work, other media things. And back in the late 90s, He says he led the Madison Slam team to several years of ignominious defeat. Then he went back as a solo competitor, and he also lost at that. But he is a damn fine poet. You're going to enjoy him. Rusty's in Madison now, but he just got back from living several years down in Mexico. And he says he's going to go back maybe to someplace in South America to live in just a year or two.
4: idiot savant. The 14th of November, 1536 A.D. was a Saturday. People crowded in the markets, bought ducks in cages, live pigeons, hopeless rabbits, and made mistakes with change. May 6th, 1924, a Thursday, on a day already hot enough to turn dollar bills limp as socks, babies cranky with prickly heat. The purple sky, the storm that wouldn't come. Laundromats make me cry. I hold the coins in my hand for hours. I know the totals, the cube root, the sum of squares, all those things that numbers can do without us. I forget to even add detergent. I forget to dry. The machines are so empty, so warm and empty. Pentecost, 1114 A.D., a Sunday, of course, fell on June 7th that year. A young bride was married in a cathedral, 14 years old, her pale hair rippling to her waist, her face veiled, white as a sacrifice, the helpless eyes, the iron bells. A dwarf on the steps of the cathedral outside, dancing awkwardly for coins. It could have happened.
0: Carla Perry is out in the Northwest in Newport, Oregon. That's the end point of Route 20, the western terminus for that highway that goes coast to coast across the United States. She's the author of three published poetry collections and the novel, Reva Beside Me, New York City, 1963-66. The poem she's reading is from a project in progress called Men Who Love Me Now.
5: My name is Carla Perry. I live on the Central Oregon coast in the town of Newport. I will read the poem, Praying Mantis, which is from an unfinished collection called Men Who Love Me Now. Each poem title reflects the nature of the man rather than the man's name for anonymity. Praying Mantis. I opened my heart to check in with it, something I promised myself I would do often. And in that garden of my heart, I thought I saw a long-limbed man, sort of like a praying mantis. Sometimes the garden of my heart looks bedraggled, sometimes too dry. Sometimes I see the green slime of rot. It turns out my heart needs attention all the time so whenever i remember i open the door of my heart to let in sunlight and fresh air and tell it i love you my heart i need you my heart and that makes my heart happy i've never placed a person in there but what i thought might be a man in the shape of a praying mantis gradually moved closer and finally I recognized his face one day he walked to the threshold of the open door and I stepped inside my heart to hug him I didn't say anything but goodbye as I stepped out closing the door behind me the last time I went inside for a visit the garden of my heart was looking good The praying mantis has been taking care of the landscape, pruning trees, monitoring moisture, mulching the bushes and flowers, keeping things tidy. The praying mantis man is tending the garden of my heart, but I asked that most be left as wild forest. And he said, he's fine with that.
0: Our next poet comes from London, England, Abdil leroy And he says this poem is from his 20-year political series, Versus, Versus, Empire. It's got some political content, as you might guess.
6: Foiled. Oil producers are in a bind. Now the virus effect is in play. The crude price negative on world exchanges. They'll pay you to take it away. Cleansed of the burning that made us sick, the air we breathe is sweet. This microbes gifted us and can't be bought. Immune to each angry tweet. A sit-in senators cannot ignore. A protest they cannot arrest. Nor can it be tear-gassed, handcuffed or tased or gagged at Trump's behest. It won't negotiate or heed his rants. It's deaf to corporate wealth, no compromise from COVID or CO2 as the earth protects herself. She's thrust her dagger in the oily heart of the fossil fuel industry. No Lazarus touch of Trump's itchy fingers can revive it with subsidy. Bankers divest, endowments pull out, the sources of funding dry. This insatiable beast now suddenly starved as a dinosaur must die. The world wakes up from its toxic dream, casts off its sooty black pall, beholds a new earth, unveiled with the dawn, and heeds her lover's call.
0: Our next poet is Susan Moorhead. She was recommended to us from one of our poets from a past episode. We like it when that happens. Hope you'll all recommend your friends send us poems as well. She's from New Rochelle, New York, and here's her poem.
7: Hi, I'm Susan Moorhead from New Rochelle, New York. And while we can't do a lot of the things we used to do, we can still walk up the street and admire the trees or do what we do here and look for the moon. And this is my poem, Luna. We are moon watchers, tracking the moon's travels from darkness to light, without science or consistency. We'll note the elegance of the crescent scythe pinned among the stars, or the gothic thrill of a moon riding indigo clouds. We savor the names of full moons, Hunter, Strawberry, Harvest, Wolf. Even when we are forgetful, as we are about so much, We'll note the cast of light in the yard as we close the curtains and file at the door, walking to find the moon. Past the neighbor who never says hello, her dog straining at the leash. Past the man who nods to us, carrying in packages from his car. We follow the hint of shine through fences of trees, over rooftops of houses like ships upon the dark sea of lawns. At the rise of the road we find it, a perfect round of wax light, the pock-faced mystery. We stand gazing as the hidden stars carry their stories of the moon, there, and ourselves, here, and all that is in between that cannot be explained or known or answered.
0: Dante Di Stefano is from Owego, New York. He's published in the Best American Poetry of 2018, and he teaches at Endicott High School in South Central New York. His latest book is Ill Angels.
8: Notes to myself during National Poetry Month 2020. Remember, bluets still sprout beneath your boots when you take your daughter for a walk by the river. Even though an orange snow fence surrounds the jungle gym in the park down the street, there's a low fork of a young oak to sit her in. Remember, even if the hoops have all been unscrewed from the backboards, you can still feign a hook shot for her. Remember, if the balcony is closed, sing through the wall. Find the riot, unquelled, in the cherry blossom center. Remember, beneath each scarf, bandana, and surgical mask, there is a throat that might break into sudden, surprising aria. Remember how astonished your daughter is at motorcycles and ladybugs, a pebble she finds in the neighbor's driveway, the stars, the moon, mayflies, light seen from the window before bed. Remember the image of your wife's brown hair sprawled on the pillow in the blue hour of any morning is worth more than all your poems. Remember even an angry word from her is worth more than the best line of poetry you have ever read. Remember your poems cannot shelter you Or make a roof for the ones you love. Remember the earth's sole vocation is to astonish. Remember the angels of the earth choir themselves with mouths full of sod. Remember glaciers melt, oceans rise, coastlines recede. Remember everything can happen at once and always and God and heaven and hell. Remember, the world is inside you, the meadow between one clover and one bee. Remember, the world is sweet and spinning still.
0: Now I'm very happy to present my friend from Chicago, Gregorio Gomez. He's actually originally from Mexico, and for a long time, he ran one of the most interesting open mic scenes in Chicago. It didn't start till 10 o'clock on a Monday night, which freaked some people out. It was a great place, weeds. My name is Gregorio
9: Gomez. I live in Chaita, the city of winds. Originally, I am from Tierra Blanca, Veracruz, Mexico. This poem is titled Casting Shadows. I don't do well in the sun. He burns my eyes. He burns my skin. Although a life-giver, his mighty rays are dangerous to me. I like to cocoon with the moon. She is soothing in her cobalt blue fragrance embrace in her warmth lullaby by her charm embrace in her arms I am a child in her womb and yet the moon is a dark mystery the moon rules in the shadows the crickets and the bullfrog the snake and the bat dance to her ebb and flow a rhythm of love a rhythm of bewilderment a rhythm of enchantment sparking the heat in my blood letting it bubble like a cauldron on fire put me on the edge and calm as the arriving storm volcanoes at their peak birds Singing on the wire like a puma casting shadows as the moon illuminates the last kisses that you gave me, the last kisses that you left are the ones that ache the most. Gracias. Thank you.
0: And finally, on a quiet note, from Centerville, Massachusetts, we have Paul David Mina, He's been writing haiku and senryu for over 25 years. He's the author of two chapbooks and has his poetry published in Heron's Nest, Frog Pond, and Modern Haiku. Those are top-notch haiku publications. He lives in Cape Cod.
10: My name is Paul David Mena. I live in Centerville, Massachusetts. That's on Cape Cod. And I have eight haiku, all related to the current coronavirus pandemic. I hope you enjoy them. Climbing the walls, I watch the ivy from quarantine. Pink moon, we all become indoor cats. Crowded bird feeder, only the cardinal wearing a mask. Flattening the curve, A masked construction crew. The bells from a shuttered church play Ave Maria. Sun behind the clouds. I'm not sure I want to come out either. Pandemic rules. Nobody greets the new neighbor. Voyage to the bottom of the pantry.
0: Well, that does it for our fifth Open Mic of the Year. And here's a reminder, we're always looking for submissions. Send a recording, five minutes or less, of yourself reading your work. Be sure to also tell us your name and where you're from. Recordings can be sent to Air at gmail.com. Be sure to visit our website, poetryspokenhere.com, for full submission guidelines. I'm Charlie Rossiter. This has been the fifth open mic of the air from Poetry Spoken Here. Be sure to join us again next time to Let Poetry Speak to You. You've been listening to Poetry Spoken Here. I'm Charlie Rossiter, inviting you to join us again next time to Let Poetry Speak to You. Music for today's program was written and performed by Jack Rossiter-Mundley. And remember, Poetry Spoken Here is more than a podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash poetryspokenhere. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash poetryspokenhere. For more about today's show and other Poetry Spoken Here podcasts, as well as our blog, just visit our website, poetryspokenhere.com. If you'd like to submit suggestions of poets or topics for future podcasts, you can send to our email address, poetryspokenhere at gmail.com.